0: Hi, everyone. I'm Meredith Pope, and welcome to our third edition of Dyslexia Jewels. I am joined today by Janie Black, my fabulous co-host, and today we have a wonderful, inspirational story to share with you. It comes from Wisconsin, and her name, our story comes from Wisconsin, but our (laughs) guest is Jill Hugie, and she is a Wonderful, inspirational adult living with dyslexia. And today I can't wait for you to hear her story. So Janie, you want to tell us a little bit about Jill?
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. excited. And actually Jill does come from Wisconsin too. (laughs) Um, We're actually friends and Jill is just such a creative and talented person. Um, She has a master's in theater, a BA in theater and a minor in dance. Um, She most recently worked at the Widener Performing Arts Center here in Green Bay. Um, Before that, she lived and worked in New York. Um, She was a prop manager for the national tour, the Phantom. And she says her biggest performance was in 2012 at the Olympic opening ceremony. Um, Jill and I met because we both serve on the board of the Art Garage. Jill is our current president. And we have one other thing in common besides dyslexia. And that is that she was Miss Green Bay in 1991. And she was also Miss Wisconsin Central in 1993.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Always like that pageant connection. (laughs) So Jill, tell us a little bit and tell our listeners a little bit about when you first realized you had dyslexia or you realized something was just not connecting in your your school or your life.
2: Well, I kind of feel like I was a little bit blessed because I grew up... um, I'm a woman of a certain age, and uh, I uh, was in school uh, during the time that I feel that dyslexia was kind of on the forefront when they were starting to really look at kids and how they were learning and then testing them to see is it they're just, you know, not actually applying themselves or if there's something going on. So I was actually diagnosed in school with a learning disability and dyslexia specifically when I was in like third or fourth grade. The teachers realized I seemed to be trying, I was acting like I was engaged, but the comprehension just wasn't there. The reading was really behind the rest of the kids in my class and then that's when they said, you know, I think you have dyslexia and we tested and they said, yes, you do and now we're gonna put you into a special class. So it was kind of nice that I had an opportunity at that age to when the other kids in my class, my elementary school class in third, four, or fourth, fifth and sixth grade would do their English period, I would go off to another room and learn phonics and just kind of help me switch my brain around to make it a little bit easier for my comprehension. And for all the adults and everybody, that was a win for me. But as a young girl who was already very tall, who already had glasses, who already was quiet and shy because I knew I wasn't like everybody else, being pulled out and being highlighted even more. And not only was I the tall girl, I was the only girl in these classes. Uh, most of the most of my fellow students, and I, I don't recall, I was trying to think about it today. I don't know if some of the boys in that class with me were actually in there all day long, or if they were like me and pulled out for certain, you know, points in the in the day. You know, if this kid wasn't good in math, did they go in there? I don't recall that, but I was the only girl during that time. So it was it was hard. I was picked on. I was actually um, bullied quite a bit uh, I wouldn't go out at recess because the boys and some of the girls would pick on me and it, it wasn't it wasn't easy but you know I'm I'm I feel blessed that I was diagnosed early because my brother who um, is uh, six years older than me he didn't he wasn't he was, you know, in the sixties, they weren't talking about that. They were slowly figuring it out. And he had dyslexia. And I think he had some other learning disabilities that were never diagnosed. And because of it, his life wasn't really great. And unfortunately now he's since passed away at 52. So I never got a chance to really sit down and talk to him adult to adult about what our learning disabilities were and how his learning disability affected him. But I can actually tell that he didn't really do much with his life because you know you feel like a loser because that's the way people treat you, both adults as well as children.
0: So oh. you, you said that so beautifully. Uh, and I just wanna bring up one thing, Janie, you know what I'm seeing and, and I'm hearing and everyone we interview and talk to, there's a common denominator. It's around third to fourth grade that people are really realizing that that is The issue. And that's one thing I want our listeners to remember, parents especially. It's never too early. Kindergarten, I had my son tested in kindergarten, and it was dyslexia. Kindergarten has a 95%, 94%, um, you know, accuracy rate. So parents, if you know something is happening soon, early, get them tested. Third grade is when it all happens. That's when you, you know, you stop learning um, a different way. I mean, you start learning and you have to do your writing and you have to connect it. And it's really like they say was when the rubber meets the road. So just wanted to bring that one point up because it's so occurring every time, recurring every time that we, we've talked to someone Yeah, absolutely.
1: And what's really sad. And of course I experienced this and my child did. And honestly, it's a common denominator for all of us is that you're at such a young age, your self esteem Mm -hmm. is destroyed. And Mm -hmm. that is so, so sad. Um, and so Jill, you know, in listening to that, um, I am so glad that you did get that intervention, but what were those long or short-term ramifications to your self-esteem?
2: Well, that's it, Um, that's always been with me. Even though, yes, I have gone on and I've gotten a master's degree and I got a bachelor's degree. I will tell you when I was in high school, I didn't think I was gonna excel academically ever because not only was I told it by teachers, and you know, my parents were as supportive as they could be, even though they had an older son. But my middle brother, he did not have any learning disabilities, and you know, they tried to be supportive. But when you have multiple children and not everybody is on the same playing field, it's it's also difficult. So it was, it was tough for them, it was tough for me, and you constantly are hearing this, and you know, you're like, in your heart, you're like, no, I'm doing the work. I am putting in the time, it's just not sticking. So you're kind of arguing with the world outside and really arguing with the world inside. And that inside voice, as we all know, has such a deeper and stronger pull in our lives than anything else. And I mean, to this day, when I'm just writing a basic email to people on the board, <laughs> I'm like freaking out thinking, does that sound right? And it'll take me 10, 20 minutes to just respond to a a simple email. Um, So yeah, again, getting a degree and going on and getting another degree, it's just like, how is that possible? But for me, and as I know with Janie and I've talked about it with Creative Kids Rock, that's one really amazing gift. A lot of us dyslexics and people with different learning abilities we're creatives, we're talents, you know, we've, we've got that special something and I got to, you know, I was blessed with the voice so I can sing. And that's where I got out of my shell and that's where I really excelled. And that's the only reason why I went to college is because I got a scholarship to sing and dance at y- university, but I couldn't get in academically. And the, the head of the academic uh, program there, he called me up and said, hmm. According to your transcripts, you must have partied a lot in high school and you must have been really popular with the boys because clearly you didn't care about academics. And until I met Janie, I never told anyone I was dyslexic. Janie's show here at the Art Garage highlighting people with dyslexia made me think, why have I been hiding this? You know, I, I need to be more upfront. front. When, when I got my job at the Widener Center, I was in charge of education. And I was just, I, I told the I told the person interviewing me, I'm like, I'm just gonna be straight up with you. Yeah, my resume, it looks impressive, but I am dyslexic. And now that I'm getting older, things are changing in my brain. And I I haven't had the time to sit down and research that and figure out what it means for older dyslexics, but I'm noticing things are changing a bit. Like before letters would change threes or B's and other things are happening but i'm not sure what that is and i don't even know if i need to take the time to realize it as long as i know that it's probably a part of my dyslexia i just should be happy with it and continue to be grateful for each day
0: (laughs) right i know you know we all have our things that change in our brain i've noticed as i'm getting older what we like to call it seasoned okay jill (laughs) As we go through our seasons and we complete our seasons, as a person living with dyslexia, I have to now continue to train my brain and um, I guess kind of like work out my brain so that I don't have Alzheimer's disease. You know, I, I really want to try and do things that will help my brain stay strong that's one of the reasons why I started back working. I do mentoring with children and it really has helped my brain stay strong. And I think that's kind of the next leading to the next question I wanted to ask you. What advice would you give an adult? So we, we talk to children and we talk to parents, but as an adult living with dyslexia, what advice would you give them in how to just get through the week and and become more successful in
2: their everyday life. Um, My advice would just to find places and opportunities if it's like a book or an organization or or whatever brings you joy to remember that because that inner voice that's gonna knock you down and make you rewrite an email 35 times and make you second guess yourself constantly you you've got to find a way to calm that voice and or to shut that voice up if you can but if you can't you've got to find a way that find something that brings you joy and allows you to be happy with who you are because without that i i think that's you know especially now with covid i mean we are so online we are now if you are lucky enough to still have a job that you have to do it from home, you are being more isolated and you're being, you're, you're being asked to communicate with a system that may not work well for you. So I would say find joy where you can, find those happy moments where you can do something that brings you joy, even if it's um. Um, that's at this point or finding people who are like-minded like groups like this or other groups and I don't know if there is any dyslexic groups out there to have discussions like this but it wouldn't be a bad idea because I mean let's face it that's why you two do pageants is to get the opportunity to be around like-minded people and if, you know maybe that's your next thing you guys can create a group for dyslexics.
0: Hey, I think we have. (laughs) I mean, having you here has been so wonderful for me because Janie and I both focus so much on young people and inspiring young people, but talking to an adult who has the same feelings and struggles, if you will, that I do has been so helpful. So I would love to start something in addition to this podcast to just reach out for parents and, you know, like-minded people just to have a sounding board to help each other
1: absolutely and that was one thing when Jill and I met and then she was sharing with me that she has dyslexia and I felt like maybe that was kind of hard for her but she really helped me because I need people who are willing to be honest too. And I need people that I can relate to. Um, I mean, let's face it, only us who are dyslexic really, really know what that's like. And we need each other and we need to support each other. And that to me starts with being honest and really embracing all of who you are and being proud of that. And so that's why, you know, I am so bold about it. And Jill, I mean, I'm just so inspired by you. Um, What, in closing, what is one thing that you would say to, I mean, we talked about adults, um, but what's one thing that you would say to a child? Um, Maybe that child that, maybe that was you, you know, maybe it was your little girl. What would you say to her knowing that she has dyslexia? What would your advice be to her?
2: Actually, I brought this up uh, here at the art garage where I'm recording today. Um, A friend of mine, his, her son is dyslexic and he was in a class here for our summer art workshops. And the first day he didn't really, he felt like, kids were making fun of him and and stuff like that and I said you have a superpower they don't have and they're jealous of that, that superpower and you know we don't need to flaunt our superpower but we know we've got it so that's it we I would tell you know we really it's important that kids know as well as adults that yeah we're a little bit different but all of us are different and that it's okay to be different and that no one can take your superpower away from you and you shouldn't allow and give that power to them by making fun of you or saying you're stupid you know of course bullying each other isn't the way to go but just remember you're special they're special and no one can take that away from you
0: that was beautiful beautiful advice wonderful time with you today You have inspired me. I know you've inspired Janie. And I know there's someone out there listening today who needed this. And I am praying that we have touched their hearts and we have touched their minds so that they can feel empowered enough to get help, number one, or to reach out to someone. Please, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, whoever is listening today, you are not alone. You are smart, you are creative, and you are dyslexic. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time.